Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Do your friends tell you you should start your own podcast? Or are you the friend that has a great idea for a show but don't know how to get it started? Now's the time to take it to the next level with Self Made, the podcast edition. Podcast One and Launchpad One are giving you the opportunity to become the next great podcaster. Compete for a year-long contract worth $100,000 with Podcast One, the biggest podcast network in the business. If you have an existing podcast or you're looking to start your own, Self Made is for you. Open submissions are happening now through September 3rd. Go to launchpad1.com slash self-made to learn more. See official rules and sign up for your chance to win. That's launchpadone.com slash self-made. Looking for the perfect gift? Check out a Visa Virtual Account. Available at giftcards.com. Gifting a Visa Virtual Account is easy. Simply select your gift amount, add optional personalization, and click send. A thoughtful gift delivered in moments. As one of the world's most recognized brands, virtual Visa cards are secure, never expire, and work for any budget. They're also eco-friendly. Eliminate the need for plastic with a virtual gift delivered straight to their inbox. Whether you're shopping for a family member, friend, coworker, or client, a Visa virtual account is always the perfect fit. Visa virtual accounts can be used online anywhere Visa is accepted, so the possibilities are endless. They're convenient to send and easy to spend, making it the perfect gift for any occasion. Start gifting your virtual visa today at www.giftcards.com slash virtual. Uh, today on the Callahan Podcast, we are back in Boston. We're back at the Legacy Club, and uh, he did it again. Donald J. Trump, your president and mine, did it again. In the middle of a really good press conference yesterday about the pandemic, he was asked about Ghislaine Maxwell. And he wished her well. He wished her well. In case you didn't know, Ghislaine is a uh, is a violent is an alleged to be a violent sexual predator and a pimp. And Trump is wishing her well. We'll talk about that. Plus, we think we have a new winner for the worst mayor in America. This competition is tight. It is good. Every day there's someone else stepping up. Well, Lori Lightfoot, Chicago mayor. Uh, said she didn't want any federal law enforcement in her city to terrorize the residents. And a couple minutes later, 23 people were shot at a funeral. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess the the law-abiding taxpayers of Chicago wouldn't mind a few federal agents in there to restore order. And we're going to give Cullen a little quiz. We got this SI swimsuit issue here, and it is a very diverse issue, and we celebrate that. It is, it is. Uh, they got a lot of people represented, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see who Colony's favorite is. Uh, we'll do all that. Plus, Turtle Boy's here to break some more stories. Turtle Boy is kicking ass. We'll talk to Turtle Boy, and we'll talk to Cullinane. All of that on today's Callahan podcast, brought to you as always by DCU Digital Federal Credit Union. Whether you're buying your first home, your dream home, or looking to refinance the home you love. DCU will have the mortgage program to fit your needs and more importantly, your budget. 
Their mortgage experts will walk you through the application process and help remove the hurdles that make it such a difficult and confusing process. They'll bring you right up to the front steps of home ownership. Learn more about rates and programs or to apply today at dcu.org slash mortgage. DCU is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 466914, insured by NCUA, membership required. Okay, Callahan, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Uh, you're looking live at um, Callahan, Cullinan, and Turtle Boy. We are, we are live at the Legacy Club. Dave, Cullinan, and I are... Uh, Made our way into Boston. It was a strange trip coming in here. I walked. He drove. But I saw six or seven absolute morons running with masks. And yesterday when I was walking around, I saw a bunch of people riding their bikes with masks. I mean, I'm not an anti-mask guy. I understand. I have my mask right here. I went into Dunkin' Donuts this morning, put my mask on. No problem. They demanded I do it. You're running by yourself outdoors and you put something blocking your nose and your mouth? What is wrong with people? Where did you read that that helps anything? Let me know. Uh, send me send me a text. Send me a comment on Facebook if you can tell me where you heard, where you read that wearing a mask while you're running along the river helps. Where's your, just, where's your mask? Let me see your mask for a second. It's, it's uh, one of look. these. It's a, um, they call it a gator. Oh, okay. So it like hangs around your neck. Yeah, right? so yeah, it's yeah. easier to take on and off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Want to see mine? Yeah. Let me see your mask. It's let me uh, see your mask. This is a. Hold on. Yeah, that's just one of those disposable. This is an N95 I had one of those. <laughs> H. I don't even that know. That is a that that thing lasts like a, two days. I had one of those. It broke. Well, okay, this thing lasts, but and it's fine. If you want to wear a mask, good. Don't wear it running. You look like a moron. Don't wear it riding your bike. You look like an idiot. Honest to God. I, we went through this yesterday with Trump, and we'll get to that. Trump's press conference yesterday, which was really, really good, except for one little answer. We're going to get to that. But I'm sitting here with a couple of idiots. Dave Cullinane's next to me, Turtle Boys at home in the Turtle Boy Studios. And uh, the reason you can't see me is because Dave can't figure out how to light this no, place. That's bullshit. Uh, but, but you are pretty pretty amazing at the technical no I should say amazing surprising at the technical stuff because you are such a moron but you know what you're doing technically yeah one, um, of, one of the best things I'm good at is I, I I like to hear the show and then try to tell people how they can make it better. Like this morning, when Turtle Boy decided to tell us that was, he actually has a fucking know. microphone that was, he could use. I don't the, know. I guess it's been I was, the whole time. I, I was, was, was going to get to that. If you're just tuning in, we're sitting here before we go on the air and uh, Dave's figuring everything out. Plug in this here. Test that. Crank the volume up here. Lower that down. And Turtle Boy, as usual, is talking. It doesn't sound all that clear, but he's usual. It's life when and, you do and, remote and broadcast. And we say, yeah. we say, you know, it'd be a good idea if you got a mic. You know, like you can buy one. I paid a hundred bucks at Best Buy for my mic. I said, hey, you, you should use a mic. You do these live shows. And Turtle Boy says, I got one right here. <laughs> it's been you, three months. Think, three months. Do you think I should plug it in? We say. Well, I had I, I had Fupa computer for a while. And that, like, the older computers have all different kind of outlets. The new ones they just have one type of outlet. So Listen. I had to go and get an adapter. And I just never thought to like. I'm like, oh crap! The it's, adapter actually connects like, to the mic. This it's like works. sitting next to his feet, and he says, "I'll plug it in, and give it a shot." <laughs> Immediately, if you're if you're listening now, you know Turtle Boy sounds better yeah. than he has in months. 
since he's been in yes. here with the Legacy Club with us. He's been he's in all that. in all honesty, I have more of a problem with Turtle Boy than I have with Fred Toucher right now. To be honest with you, <laughs> look at Turtle Boy sitting there. He's insulted because he thinks he's very good technically too, and you are. You're on. You surprise me sometimes when not with the technical stuff. You and Dave get going all about Facebook and you know, to go live with this and YouTube. We're YouTubing now, right? Uh, we're Facebook and Periscope. Facebook and yeah. Periscoping. And you can hear Turtle Boy loud and clear because he decided for the first time in four months to plug his mic in. Yes. That's even dumber than wearing a mask while you run. Do you wear a mask while you run? No. God, no. (laughs) How how does anybody do that? Even when I put my mask on, you know, I go to, I'm back in Planet Fitness, Judgment Free Zone, and they make you put your mask on the second you get off of your freaking machine. And I do that now, and it's just immediately the mask becomes drenched with sweat. It's so freaking hot. I don't know how anyone does it. It's psychopaths. I, I don't either. If, if I did it, I would admit, I'd go like half a mile and say, okay, enough of this. I mean, I'd, I'd think about it restricting my breath, and I'd say, I can't do this, and I'd peel it off. You know, I mean, and I, I didn't even see anyone running without one. That's the truth. There are so many people who are just uh, uh, ill-informed, ill-informed by themselves, running along a river in the breeze, in the sun, whatever, today in the rain, thinking that somehow, I don't know, does that help them think that they're not going to get it? Do they think they're, is it a, a social peer pressure thing where people look at you funny if you it's don't a, have a mask? It's a status thing, Jewel. Yeah. You understand, like these people, it, the mask has become a symbol to, to virtue signal about how you don't like Trump. And I I know stores have rules and you can't go in the store without the, although, you know, you see people do it and the the clerks or whatever, they don't want to bother you and say, put your mask on. And and so they let you, because everyone knows it doesn't really matter. No one could prove that it has any effect at all. I don't know if anyone knows that. I don't think everyone knows that at all, Jerry. Well, well, I, I heard Dr. Fauci say it. I heard Jerome, what's his face? The uh, Surgeon General say it. Um, they, 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 this was, I mean, it was a while ago. It was March, April when they said masks don't matter, don't help, don't work. So can't you just, can't you just, when you're running, you can make sure that there's six feet of, you know, distance between you and the person that you're trying to impress. There's no evidence. There's no evidence that you can transmit it walking by someone outdoors. I heard, I read the best analysis of this. I'm not sure where it's from. I've read a lot on this. And it works like this. I don't know if you guys have heard this. It works like the sun and a sunburn. If you go out in the sun, and uh, the, the, the example uh, they gave was if you go to the beach, you park your car, you walk to the beach. When you get to the beach, you put the sunblock on. Did you get sunburn walking to the beach like five minutes? No, you didn't. Not even I do. Uh, or you went outside, say you went out to get the mail. Really sunny out. You have no sunblock on. You're back in. Do you get sunburn? No. It works like that. You need to be exposed over a length of time. I don't know what the time is, 10, 15 minutes. That's why almost all uh, transmission is indoors, indoors, closed spaces over length of time. That's why one of the reasons it's so deadly in nursing homes, I mean, one reason is Andrew Cuomo, uh, you know, killed lots of old people, but also because you're sitting there exposed to it over a length of time. So if you're walking by someone, you do not give it, you do not get it. Uh, we say this every day. It's it's utter madness that kids aren't getting ready to go to school. It's utter madness that kids aren't playing sports starting you know in a couple of weeks. It's insane. They um, are in the southern states. You see right. them all, all voted to have football. Correct. And, and uh, the Boston Globe called it criminal 
that kids in Florida are going to play sports. There was a study, I wrote this down yesterday, out of the UK. They studied every uh, the data from every country that was available. There's not one example of a kid infecting a teacher. And they're going to school all over the world, just not here, at least not till November 4th. Not one example of a child infecting a teacher in the whole wide world. Yeah, and Jerry, they're, like, they, they, they don't understand that because to them... Uh, they don't. They don't get football culture. They don't get that football. Like when football is life, and if you live in a small town in Mississippi or Alabama or something like that, this is literally what you live for. It'd be like you know if they if you told people in Massachusetts, we're taking away your Whole Foods. Talk, talk to them like that. <laughs> then they might understand it a little bit. <laughs> uh, no, and but I don't. I I understand that. I understand it means much more to them in Florida, Texas, and in Oklahoma. But that doesn't matter to me. It what matters to me is it's not dangerous there's a and i'm i know i i feel like i'm uh, you know uh, servicing him working the shaft on jason whitlock every day yes but he had a great column yesterday about um how we place more importance more value in society on the death of george floyd than the life of millions of 16 and 17 year olds and he told his story of when he was in high school his senior year he lived in a 400 square foot apartment with his father who was a bartender and he said if they shut down his school shut down his football he would have lost his mind he never would have become the man he was because he had football he ended up going to college scholarship playing football learning you know evolving uh maturing growing they're being denied kids are being denied that now they're being told stay home this is going to affect a lot of stuff when it comes to sports jerry like think about recruiting i mean some of the best recruits in the country come from california and they're just not having football. I bet you New Jersey. New Jersey produces tons of quality football players. I bet you they won't have football this year. But the southern states will. I mean, how is that going to work with recruiting and stuff like that? Will people move? I mean, imagine you're a five-star recruit living in Los Angeles or something like that. And this is like, this is your big year. What are you going to do? I mean, would you? I would move. I would my, honestly I'm, move. I'm, I'm, I'm living through it right now, Aiden. I'm living through it. My son's a Division three player. And he was living for it. He was ready to play. You know it. I've, I've you know, I've talked to you about it. And and he was ready to go. It's a senior year. It's a senior year. And they just say, no football. And he knows because he's he's smart enough to read. He knows it's political. He knows it's not about public health. It, it, it in most cases it has nothing to do with public health. These are the people making the decisions, and they're not the coaches. They're the administrators. We know where they, for the most part come down politically we know what their goal is their goal is to remove the evil orange man and they're doing their part and they're continuing uh, extending the panic as long as possible they know 17 18 year old 20 year olds do not get it they do not give it and if they do rarely rarely they get it but if they do they so what it's not as deadly as the flu it's not as dangerous as the flu they know that now people know that we all know that we all know it it is not about saving lives if you're at the boston globe and you call it criminal because kids are playing sports you're a liar or you're just ignorant um you pick you're dumb or you're dishonest one or the other so how come they're so silent about the protests in portland and and whoa 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 whoa. that are still going on because as 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 the great bill de blasio said some things have more meaning than others that's more meaningful and he, getting he, getting into the Amazon store is, has more meaning than going to school. Right, I get it. right. And then they complain about spikes. Spikes caused 
by the Black Lives Matter protests. No, they didn't, Jerry. Not according to the New York Times. Well, Only 1.3% like of people who coronavirus. You know that. It is, it is amazing. When he wasn't even talking about sports, he wasn't talking about school. He was talking about church and synagogue. He said the reason they sh- those have to be shut down and Black Lives Matter rallies can go on is because some things have more meaning than others. That is a elected official. And by the way, violating, clearly violating the Constitution, violating your right to uh, worship, your right to assemble. You know, he, he he's he's okay with one right, the right to protest, and but the other right of you know going to church, no no deal. That doesn't matter as much as going out there and painting words in the street to 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 do a boob to a fool like De Blasio. But uh, we'll get to, we'll get to he's he, I'd say he's the worst mayor in in America, but the second worst has got to be Lori Lightfoot from Chicago, and we'll get to. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll get to you know what? Let's get to Lori what about, Light. What about Joe Curtatoni? <laughs> yeah, that's Joe, Joe Curtatoni from Somerville. I'm convinced wakes up in the morning and says, "How can I top that?" He looks at De Blasio. He looks at Lightfoot. He looks at that idiot Wheeler out in Portland and says, "How can I, you know, out moonbat them?" Danny Durkin. There are some we, winners. We have the very are just... in the state, in particular in Boston, very restrictive. I mean, they, they, it's it's kind of. What we do around here, we try to destroy small business. That's the priority. We we don't ever lay off any public employees. No, no, no. They're taken care of. And what Kurt Tony does is say, how can I top that? How can I top de Blasio? How can I top Lightfoot? It's going to be tough to top Lightfoot. If you missed this, I was. Uh, I, I, this is in real time last night. Lori Lightfoot has this idiotic tweet. If you don't know her, she's this... Mayor of Chicago looks kind of like a space alien, sounds like a space alien, just a strange person. He looks like your creepy old uncle. And I guess she's about four feet tall. But she tweets, threats, threatens the president not to send in um, troops, uh, federal agents. Uh, I don't know if you could find her tweet. It's remarkable. She tweets that she will not allow the president to send in federal agents and, quote, terrorize her residents terrorize i tweet i quote tweeter because you know it was just so obvious and lots of people did and i said 58 people were shot last week in chicago uh including a 10 year old boy and 11 year old boy but sure the, the the residents are terrified of federal police federal law enforcement i mean it's just absurd on its face 10 minutes or not even 10 minutes i should check the timeline 10 minutes later the news breaks 14 i don't know what the number is right now is 14 people shot at a funeral it is the most incredible thing this woman says the federal police are going to terrorize her residence and moments later a car full of gangbangers pulls up to a funeral and opens fire by the police i saw the um the uh police official do the press conference he says they've recovered this was only moments later at least 60 shell casings. So these guys got out. I think there were four or five of them got out of an SUV, opened fire on this funeral, shot. Can you check the number, late, the latest number? I think it's 17. All of them sent to the hospital. They crashed the car. They made a run for it. Only one of them got caught. They were questioning him. Obviously, they knew 
It was gang related. They had a police presence at the funeral because they thought this might happen because the guy they were burying was was a murder victim and probably a gang guy. So the you know whatever the the gang. 23 shot, four fatally. 23. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. Isn't that the, if you were a gang member, and I, I have no experience in gang, so maybe we can have a gang member call up and call in, Dave can give him the StreamYard link. But I, I was, if you were a gang member, wouldn't that be like a free lunch every time a gangster dies, you could just shoot up their funeral? Because you know everyone's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think they know that. That's why the cops were there. They said they were aware yeah. that this was a possibility. I guess if the cops are there, it's harder to get away with it, maybe, you know, rather than, you know, drive-bys at 2 in the morning, you know, shooting someone, uh, you know, through their kitchen window. Um, but in this case, this – I'm going to guess that everybody in that neighborhood – in fact, I saw a bunch of men-on-the-street interviews, and one guy was saying, I feel like I live in, uh, in Fallujah or something. I feel like I'm in a war zone because he is – he was welcoming the idea of sending in federal agents, federal law enforcement to protect the law-abiding citizens. It's the, the real criminals. I mean, obviously, the gangbangers are criminals, but the, the, the ones who are aiding and abetting are the mayors. You know that as well as anyone, Turtle Boy. These people are they're, they're not concerned with the law-abiding citizens. They, their top priority is protecting the criminals. That's what they do. That's what these big city mayors do. This idiot in Portland... Ted Wheeler, he he literally orders the police not to stop the Antifa scum who are trying to burn down a courthouse. The cops are not allowed to stop them. I mean, what do you expect? The, the, what, the leadership that you see from big city mayors, Jerry, and I've said this before, is exactly every time they do this, you see why we need the Electoral College. Without the yes, Electoral yes. College... These people, the the fact that these morons are what this these cities produce, that this is the best they can come up with, is exactly why they're not grown up enough to decide who gets to be president of the United States since they're incompetent. It, it, it's so true. When you think about it, they couldn't get elected statewide, any of them, you know, even... No, never they, get elected. I mean, like, Bill de Blasio is not going to be governor in New York. AOC is never going to be anything other than a representative. These people are, like, they can only get elected in these radical districts that they represent. That's it. And and they represent the criminals. And I, I just, every time I see the Portland, uh, the video last night, if you haven't seen it, and if you're not following Andy No, there are more unbelievable scenes of them trying to burn the court. They try every night between midnight and 4 a.m., they try to burn the federal courthouse. That's why federal agents are there trying to stop them. And you see the scenes, and they're throwing stuff, and they're smashing stuff, and they're scrawny little punks who can't, you know, barely break a window. But you don't see one thing. You don't see local law enforcement. You don't see the Portland PD because they're told, don't stop them, don't arrest them. Don't. I mean, it's insanity. It's in a major U.S. city, and mayors are telling the cops to stand down. It, and, de- and Democrats are on on Twitter. Like Nancy Pelosi called them stormtroopers the other day. Co- right. are, they're co- going in and, and they're and they're not announcing themselves. They're just going and when they see people break the law, they just put them in vans and go out. And my question to them, to all these people whining about that, is what would you prefer? Do you want the old-fashioned way where they arrest you, you resist? You get hurt and everybody puts it on film and stuff like that. Or would you just rather just say, hey, come with me, throw you in the van and see you later? It is it is amazing. Nancy Pelosi called them stormtroopers, essentially comparing them to Nazis. James Clyburn won up to her. He called them the Gestapo. No. These federal these federal agents and a pre- and the guy 
the acting commissioner of, uh, I guess it's uh, uh, um, Border Patrol, uh, whatever the the the, uh, the outfit is, CBP, uh, um, the the border guys who were sent in to help. He had to do a press conference and explain what the uniform. He showed. He actually held up the uniform and said, "Here's a marking. This says police. This is the the, the local outfit, the local unit they're in." He held it up to prove that they weren't undercover or they weren't, you know, these mysterious uh, unmarked cops. And he said they he was accused of they're doing it anonymously. They don't have any names. He says that's because they're being doxxed. If they see the name of the agent, then Antifa goes and tries to hurt them, tries to uh, vandalize what their homes. Want, what 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 do they gain from getting the name of the officer who's keep you know maintaining law and order? What do they gain from that? What do you need that for? So you can go mess with his family, like you know. You know no, but like, seriously, what is their argument about it? Like, what, 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 see, what do you need that information for? But here's and your point about you know the electoral college and what a small minority it is that supports them. I watched this press conference and I thought, who are you talking to? You know, you're talking to, you know, Keith Ellison. You're talking to crazy radicals who are accusing these federal agents of being you know, Nazis or being Gestapo. You're talking to James Clark. You're talking to a, rad- a small fringe radical group. Most people, when they see the video from Portland, just like when they saw the video from Seattle or Minneapolis, are saying, you know, arrest these punks. If they resist, bash them in the head. I mean, the video in New York where they had baseball bats, they passed out bats, and they smashed cops with bats. Did you not think, isn't that like lethal Shouldn't you shoot someone who does that? Probably. I mean, <laughs> I mean what what is a cop? So a cop sees his his comrade, his his fellow officer, get bashed in the head with a bat. Why shouldn't he shoot that guy? I don't know. I mean, the I, I guess you're, you're supposed to de-escalate, Jerry. That's their favorite word, de-escalate. Uh, I would Whatever say, that means. I, so if he if he had a knife, would you shoot him? I mean, a bat to me. No, because that's not a uh, that's not a dangerous weapon. Only AR-15s are. <laughs> it's just, I think most people, most taxpayers are watching saying, at what point do you just do do it the old-fashioned way? Do you are just- they watching, Jerry, as I mentioned before, at Planet Fitness? They have Fox and CNN right next to each other on TV, right? You don't see any rioting on CNN, Jerry. You don't see it. You see it on Fox. They, they have it on there. But when you when you put, have CNN on, the only thing they're talking about is they're just finding a negative thing. Like, what did Trump tweet? And he gives them nothing but material to work with. You literally would have no idea if you watch CNN that these violent riots are taking place in Portland and Seattle and places like 50, that. 54 straight nights, I believe, in Portland. Can you imagine how warm and tired the people that live there and people that own you know businesses there are of this 54 straight nights of anarchy of destruction of vandalism and joy reed from msnbc who just started a new show and it's good to see someone like good people get rewarded like that she's got her big numbers full time numbers did she get a good numbers big numbers yeah uh and uh, she she said the riots in uh, i mean sorry the protests are quote mostly peaceful in portland Mostly. Mostly peaceful. It is bizarre. I mean, I don't think they know how what the definition of violence is. You know, well, who's the, who's the guy where it was a fire going on behind him? That was Ali Felchi. <laughs> yeah, Felchi. But but think about it. You were watching the video, or you're following Andy No on Twitter, and you're saying mostly peaceful. It's just the opposite. These are anarchists. These are Antifa. They are violent by definition. They are throwing rocks and bricks and swinging baseball bats. And it's time to swing back. But 
inner city mayors, these these radicals don't seem to care that their their own communities. Think of it. It's the middle of summer in Seattle and Portland. This would be tourist season, just like Boston. But you got a pandemic, which slows things down a little. And now no one is ever going to go to Portland on a tour or Seattle as a tourist. They're going to say, I'm never going there. I'm, I'm not going to go near it. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. I got Dave McDonough back with me because today's a great day. We're changing up the guide, and it's not just any guide. I remember in our old radio days, Dave, we gave away the Mid-Year Outlook reports, and that's what we're doing today. Tell me what's inside the Mid-Year Outlook reports. We gave away thousands on the radio, and I have to assume, I'm just going to be honest, I know we have more listeners to this show than we're listening to that show. No disrespect. We're going to give away thousands. Well, David, who doesn't want the crystal ball to where the market's going to be in six months? You know, I'm being a bit facetious, but I'll say this to you. What the report does do, it tells you where we are mid-year, how we got here, where we believe we're going to be at the end of the year, and how we're going to get there. So who doesn't need that where they come to financial planning and investment planning right now? I mean, there's four or five stocks out there, Dave, that are making the market move. Do you want to be a chaser or do you want to be there before the market gets there? And part of putting out this mid-year outlook is getting our clients and our listeners there before everybody else. All right. You heard the man. I can't say it any better than that. You got to get your hands on the 2020 mid-year outlook report. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. That's the same website we've been telling you this entire time. Or you can click the link in our show notes. That's flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. We're going to give away thousands. I know it because it's such a popular guide. Flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. You're right about one thing. Trump gives them material. Yesterday was a great example. Donald Trump did a press conference, first one in a while. It was a pandemic update. It was it was perfect for the most part. He, the tone was good. He was kind of, he was talking about, uh, you know, things could get worse. He was being more realistic, less optimistic than usual. He even talked about masks and how he wears masks. And he took questions, which surprised me. I thought he was just going to make a statement and walk off and let Kaylee McEnany handle the questions. It was only 20, 25 minutes long. And the tone was great. In the middle of the question sec- session, you know, he was asked about the usual stuff about the masks and, you know, you know how you handled it. It was, you know, the usual gotcha questions. What what will you say in November? What have you done here which should get you elected? They're all determined to get him defeated. That's the goal of the media. But in the middle of it, someone asks about Gislaine Maxwell. Gislaine Maxwell, if you don't know, is the... Uh, pimp for Jeffrey Epstein. She is a criminal. She's being charged with series of serious crimes. She's probably going to go away for the rest of her life. She's 58. She should die in prison. Well, she she's, a, she's probably going to oh, be murdered in oh, the next couple weeks. Yeah, be, let's just call <laughs> it. Yeah. I know. That, that's the scariest part. The trial. Do you know when the trial starts? Next year. July of 2021. Yeah. One year she's got to survive in prison. No bail yet. One year, which is going to be quite the trick. I mean, as I said, as I tweeted, when the Clintons saw that she had 12 months in prison, they said, it's a piece of cake. Piece of cake. She got denied bail, right? Yeah. 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 But I mean, obviously, I mean, there might, she redefines the word flight risk. And no, no kidding. She's very wealthy. She's got passports in, uh, I think, France and England. Uh, the big question, the big mystery 
Aiden, is why did she come home? Or come on, why did, why did she and, go to New Hampshire? She was in Paris. They weren't going to extradite her. She could have sat there and lived happily ever after with Roman Polanski. She's maybe, got, she's, um, maybe she's a Breaking Bad fan. Isn't that where Walter White hit out? In his later years, he went to New Hampshire. Are you guys bringing uh, bad people? That's right. I was, yeah, I was late, later on. I don't have it quite memorized, but. Uh, Maybe but, she is. She was inspired by that. She was like, watch. But no, that's. If she stayed in Paris or London, she had money, resources, and she wouldn't be, she'd be free. Yeah. Why did she Good, come home? She, Lake Winnipesaukee. The, the appeal of Lake Winnipesaukee. <laughs> you know what it was? <laughs> you know what it was, <laughs> Turtle Boy? Bike Week. It was Bike, bike Week. Yeah, yes. Laconia. She wanted to get down there. <laughs> Or there were some guys there. She, she, she was uh, really uh, attracted to them. But so they bust her in New Hampshire, and it's a pretty wild story. She was in a safe room hiding in that house that, I guess you'd yeah, call she it a man. open the door. Yeah, it, but she had some kind of safe room. I think she saw that movie with Jodie Foster and was hiding out. But they got her. The neighbors were all, like, wondering what's going on because there were so many helicopters and planes and trucks and vans and everything. But they busted her. And we think, we hope she has the goods on lots of famous people the rumor is she's got videos, which just be so wild. Could you you think this campaign season's wild now? Can you imagine if suddenly today there's a video of Trump with like a twelve-year-old girl, <laughs> or Kavanaugh, or Biden? <laughs> I don't think Kavanaugh's involved, but we know Clinton's involved, and yeah. I I know Dave is over here just dreaming, one guy, one dreaming guy is all we want of 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 this wrinkly old you know uh, Alan Dershowitz. You know, with a fourteen-year-old girl rubbing his old wrinkly ass in a you know in a massage table. Weren't um, the girls like sixteen, seventeen? Yes. They weren't fourteen, yes. were they? Uh, I think I don't know how old the youngest was. But here's the problem, and we'll get to Trump's comments. The problem is, you think of her. Do you know what Ghislaine? And I don't know how to pronounce her. I'm going to call her Ghislaine. I think it's. I know it's really Ghislaine. Ghislaine. Well, there's an S in there. I know, but I think it's. Let's call it Jizzy. Jizzy. Do you know what Jizzy is accused of? Turtle boy. Do you know what she's accused of? She's the pimp. She's the pimp for Epstein. I don't know. That is true, but you know what else she's accused of? What? I was just looking it up. She's she's accused of raping girls herself which I'm not sure exactly how she did it. I don't know. Maybe you call it violent sexual assault and you don't, but I just went through. Yeah, who's the, who's the one Viagra? Who's the one that went to Ohio with uh, one of the first ones to oh, yeah, report right. it to FBI, Maria Farmer. She, they, she rate her and Epstein raped Maria Farmer in Ohio. She, I don't know if that means she held them down, uh, but I just went through all the names. I mean, all the, um, uh, all the phys- uh, she she threatened to physically. I got I got all the cases right in front of me, and there's a bunch of them say she forced, forcibly sexually assaulted them herself. Mm-hmm. She's not just a pimp; she was uh, involved. Um, uh, get, I mean, there's a million names: Jennifer Arras, uh, Maria Farmer. There's the one you're talking about. Sarah Ransom. Uh, Virginia Roberts Gouffre, she's probably the most high-profile one. Um, a number of them said that she um, uh, herself, it wasn't just Epstein, forced forced herself on these girls. Um, she was repeatedly sexually assaulted by Maxwell. Which one was that? Oh, Jane Doe. Jane Doe. Uh, repeatedly sexually assaulted by Maxwell. So this is a violent sexual Predator, not just a pimp. Anyway, which sets up yesterday's comments. Trump is asked about this violent, I'm sorry, this alleged 
violent sexual predator. And what does the president say? Um, Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison, and a lot of people want to know if she's going to turn in powerful people. And I know you've talked in the past about Prince Andrew, and uh, you've criticized Bill Clinton's behavior. I'm wondering, uh, do you feel that she's going to turn in powerful men? How do you see that working out? I don't know. I haven't really been following it too much. I just wish her well, frankly. Uh, I've met her numerous times over the years, especially since I lived in Palm Beach, and I guess they lived in Palm Beach. Uh, but I wish her well, whatever it is. Uh, I don't know the situation with Prince Andrew. Just don't know. Not aware of it. Oh, okay. I thought we hit uh, uh, peak idiocy when he said uh, we all miss Roger Ailes. <laughs> Not not he misses Roger Ailes. We all miss Roger Ailes. And at that time, I joked and said, what's next? We all miss Jeffrey Epstein? This is close. This, this is, is close. This is as close mean, as you can get. I mean, this is this is who gave all the girls to Jeffrey Epstein. She recruited all of them. So I, she could almost say like it's worse. The governor of Massachusetts after the Boston Marathon bombing wishing the Zarnayevs the best. Well, I, you know, the Globe did that. But, not, you know, you're right. Yeah. The Boston Globe did that. They used to blow kisses to their, you know, we didn't love them enough. We didn't embrace them enough, according to the Boston Globe. But we don't have to go down that road again. This is, and Kaylee McEnany was sitting over on the side of the stage there in the, in, in, a, in the briefing room. And, I mean, it must take all she's got to not just roll her eyes or just scream. She's watching her boss, the president, say, I wish her well. Why can't he just say, I know nothing about it? What else you got? Why can't he just say, I mean, as I, I got a uh, whole list of tweets here from, you know, the media and the famous people. Uh, who who reacted to this? Um, in yeah. fairness, in fairness, I really don't think he was, knows what the hell's going on. It do, doesn't sound like he understands because he always says that about everybody. Oh, nice guy. He said it about Kim Jong Un. Like he's just like that's, that's how right. he is. Whatever. Oh, no, great guy. Great. I mean, he's full of shit. Obviously, he doesn't really wish her the best. He doesn't give a shit about her. But he's just like, oh, you know, old friend of mine. But it's like, like you said, just let the blonde talk. Because she's good. She's so freaking good. Just let her do all the time. She is great. And yesterday, there was one of the media people uh, uh, from Al Jazeera. Uh, was the, I can't say that. I, I couldn't confirm it. I heard about 10 times. Was accused of calling her a lion bitch. Oh, that's right. Yep. And if you listen to it, you can't say it definitively. It, it might be lion bitch. It might be something yeah. else. But here's uh, Amanda Carpenter. She's a uh, used to be a conservative, but she's uh, I think she might be a never Trumper. She tweets out, here's the correct answer to the question about whether Maxwell will turn in powerful men. It should have been, quote, I hope she cooperates fully so all of those uh, who have uh, abused women and children are brought to justice. That's what he should have said. That's something like that should have been the answer. Like, I hope she's cooperating. I hope they keep her safe. I hope all those young girls who are abused by her and Epstein get justice. Why can't he just dodge it and say, I'm here to talk about the pandemic? Like, that's why the he, press briefings not are his back. Nature. He never does that. Well, he should. He I mean, right. that, that should be... Yeah, but he doesn't... He, if he doesn't know the story, if that's what we're trying to give him credit for, and so, not credit, but if we're trying to say that he doesn't know all the information, he should just dodge it completely. That and should then, be his direct... I mean, I mean, maybe Aiden's right. Maybe he... I mean, that's the best defense if he doesn't know. But he knows his problem is the entire country knows the story it's it's got well, its own netflix and, doc it's got its own abc doc it's a, it's, its own podcast are number one like it's everybody knows it now and and the best they think of her is that she was trolling 
you know, the malls and the beaches trying to pay working class kids to rub her bosses, her friends' naked ass. That's the best they think of it. Can you get these young girls to come massage me? But if you see the documentaries or if you read, hell, I'm just reading Daily Mail here and reading uh, Wikipedia, you know she forced herself on children. This is a monster. I mean, again, she's pretty hot for a 58-year-old. I like the short hair. It works. But she's evil. She's friggin' evil. evil. And he's wishing her... He's the president! And he's wishing her well! Why is that? He rolls up the cuff, Jerry. That's that's Trump style. That's <laughs> this is what the idiots in our party will say, and what they don't realize is that, like, look, we're we're all on the same team here. We all want Trump reelected. But I made this analogy last night. Like, if your quarterback keeps throwing interceptions, you don't say, "Ah, oh, just keep doing that, Jameis. Just keep chucking the ball." You say, "No, quit throwing interceptions, you moron. We're trying to win the game here. What are you and, doing?" And and. He's got this uh, a couple of other issues which are winning issues. There are there is uh, mayhem in the streets of our major U.S. cities. There are kids getting shot every night. You got these radical mayors, as we discussed, who are fighting you, trying to stop you from going in there and 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 solving this problem. You know, arresting these people. That's a good issue. That's a winning issue. I mean, you got yeah. your opponent is a bumbling fool in the throes of dementia. You can, you could point out that you're facing questions again, and it's been months since Biden's dared to face a question from anybody. It, I mean, there are great differences here. You can, you can point those out. You can highlight those. When someone asks you about Ghislaine Maxwell, a violent sexual predator and a pimp, you don't say, I wish her, what, what do you wish her well? You want to get acquitted? I mean, what, what does yeah, that, what mean? that even mean? Well, because he doesn't think, Jerry. I mean, he's not a thinker. He's just Trump. He's off the cuff. You never know what he's going to say. And, you know, the people in our party will say, well, it doesn't matter what he's going to say. The left is going to bash him anyway. Yes, but some things are easier to bash than others. And like you said, there are plenty of good things to talk about. Now, I'll agree that media is completely unfair. Like, I, I go to freaking Maggie Haberman's uh, or anybody, you know, any major media outlets, reporters, it, are you going to see any videos of Andy No videos on there? No, you're not going to see anything like that. You're only going to see them talking now about this stupid comment. I know. I, right. So you're in the newsroom at CNN or MSNBC or any, you know, the Globe or the, the New York Times. And you said, oh, he's handling this pretty well. He's, you know, accepting the pandemic. And, and then, boom, right in the middle, you go, yeah, he just wished well. He but I don't, I don't think that, I mean, maybe people in the comments, because you guys, I don't think, I think we talked about it before the show. Last night on the nightly news, I saw, you know, Trump has changed his tone. It was all positive on, on all the networks, to be honest. I didn't see them talk about this comment. Maybe people in the, the chat can tell me if they saw you something saw else. No one... he, he made it after the nightly news. Wasn't it, didn't he make it at night, that comment? Or what time no, it was, five, it was yeah, 5.15, 5.30. Is, he came on like 10 past 5 Eastern time. Yeah, somebody put together a montage of all, all the different networks basically praising his tone, and you're right. Everything was good up until that point, but I think he escaped it with the networks. Maybe someone could tell me I'm wrong. I don't know, but maybe yeah. the, maybe it was so bizarre. It was like the Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, the uh, Also, he could have been caught off guard. He wasn't... A, I mean... She could, to your point, she could have a lot of information on Donald Trump. He could be, he could be just like Bill Clinton. So, if you had your choice of of, of any of the, fa- see, I don't care about Prince Andrew. Obviously, he's scum. Who cares? He's one of those inbred nobodies, whose whose parents are cousins, and he's like just this mutant, you know, spoiled punk, who's you know 
probably a sexual predator. I hope he goes to prison. I hope, you know, the kids, the, the children, the abused get millions from the royal family, the biggest welfare recipients in the world. to the United States, Jerry? We're no. going to extradite a prince? I don't think. <laughs> wouldn't that be great? I don't no, care about him. I care about Clintons, and I know about, you know, Bill and Hillary together went to, they went to a couple of, they went to the Mexi- New Mexico uh, mansion, or New Mexico you know, ranch, which is an amazing place, with Epstein. Bill Clinton went on the uh, Lolita Express like 26 times and ordered the Secret Service to not come with them. He went to Pedophile Island. If she had, well, there's a new book that and clearly I didn't read it yet, but there's a new book, and the biggest thing in in that book is that he and Jizzy, whatever you want to call her, were in an actual relationship. That's that's the accusation. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, weird relationship, but <laughs> it was not a traditional one. I would, I'd certainly believe it. I'd certainly believe that Clinton is capable of anything. But if she has video, and you actually get to see video of Clinton, you know, with a child, or of of Dershowitz with a child. Um, that'll make Killinane's day, boy. Yeah, but why aren't we including Trump in that? In that, because he 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 broke it off long ago. Anybody who does that shit should there's be exposed no, and should be in fucking prison. That's I don't. It. Think, I mean, I read the books. I read the uh, James Patterson book, and I've read a lot. I don't think anyone says you know Trump ever went to Pedophile Island. I don't think he went to New Mexico. I mean, there's you know one or two pictures of him. With Epstein in, in Palm Beach, but he kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago. No, I mean I, I don't I don't have any information to say to to make a guess like I make with Alan Dershowitz. Let's put it that way. Alan but Dershowitz I, got a massage yeah. in the mansion in Palm Beach. I believe I have my facts straight. If I don't, I'm going to get sued. But I believe he got a massage. He said he went there for a massage, and his wife was with him. But yeah. I don't believe. I think he said his fucking grandkids had been to that house before. Ooh, there were pictures on the wall of naked children in that house. You know, if you went there, you know. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenny.com, quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call, yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus, it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. If you hung out with Epstein, you knew what you, why you were there. You don't go there for a massage. You go to the place that Bob Kraft went to if you want a massage, right? Well, you, went, isn't the you, went, you go to Orchids of Asia. I got, I got a list that you can, I can, I can cite. Isn't the, I would assume their argument is that they, they all thought these chicks were 18, right? That's what they're going to say? It's uh, a good point, but so what? That's not a defense. You can't say if she's 15, you can't say, I thought she was 18. That's a, they don't, they no, don't, not, they don't let the, you walk out of court if you say, I thought she was 18, or she told me she was 18. Yeah, that's true. Probably not the best of <laughs> Probably not you, you can try, but I hope they keep her safe. It seems, doesn't it seem too too easy to, you know, that they're going to just kill her? I mean, they'll certainly want her to see her dead. They'll certainly try, but the federal government cannot allow her to be murdered, can they? Well, wouldn't you say the same uh, thing about right Epstein? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of coincidences that happened in the Jeffrey Epstein uh, suicide. Right. I mean, it'll be, 
Uh, put it this way. If she gets murdered in prison, I'll be surprised. I shouldn't be, but I will be surprised. I hope she makes it to trial. I hope you know, as he, Why isn't she right now telling everything she knows? Why isn't she making a deal now? Forget next July. Why can't she get, why can't this get this done now? Give her whatever it is, five years instead of life. If she gives up everybody, how wonderful would that be? But, it's a possibility. Yeah. All right. All right, we got to get to some of Turtle Boy's big scoops because he's on a roll, as we pointed out the other day. He's he's about to go national. I could feel it, Turtle Boy. Your story about Monica Cannon Grant, the what are we calling her? The provocateur, the agitator, yeah, the CEO, yeah, the nonviolent CEO or the, the nonprofit CEO, the, the political strategist. How the, about political the, strategist? The agitator, the activist, the BLM. Uh, activist who works closely with a number of politicians, including my congressperson, Ayanna Presley, uh, also known as Ringo, the, le- the, the least renowned member of the squad. But she's trying, man. Every day she's tweeting some radical stuff, and she's trying to get noticed. Um, she's a close, dear friend of Monica Cannon Grant. Monica Cannon Grant has attacked her opponent for riding white penis. <laughs> Um, and other things, other things. I mean, that's not the only Don't knock until you try it. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and Turtle Boy broke the story. He has the sound, the video. It's a great story. The Boston Herald picked it up and and gave our little friend, Uncle Turtle Boy, credit. And you think it might go to the next level any day now, correct? I mean, this Yeah, thing... I mean, I think it has the potential to. I mean, like I said, is there any more red meat than that video for someone like Tucker Carlson? No, and it's... It, 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 you're, you're right. If it was just a story, if it's just Turtle Boy blogging, that's one thing. This is video. And she's got... And you got pictures of her, video of her with everybody, including, you know, Marty Walsh and uh, Ayanna Presley, obviously, and... Every local politician has kissed her ass. The Boston Celtics have given her, given her uh, uh, awards, honors. She is as connected as they come in the city, and she is just a a loose cannon, to say the least. What's the latest? You told me. By the way, I think I win the bet. You you bet. You said the Globe would cover it. The Globe has not covered it. Correct. That's correct. So I won. But the, now I, I feel like the, the the good part about this is, like I said, the Globe has the freedom to ignore me. I'm sure they read it. I'm sure they're aware of it. But they can always, they, it's, it's, it's like an unspoken agreement that if Turtle Boy writes about it, we can pretend that it doesn't exist. We can all pretend that he doesn't exist. But when, I don't care what newspaper it is, if it's a freaking Haverhill Gazette or whatever, if, when a newspaper writes about it, for whatever reason, they have to respect it. Now an actual newspaper is reported about it. So now there is pressure to. Now they understand that the other newspaper in town still exists and they still occasionally write news now the pressure is on the globe are we going to ignore this elephant in the room that everybody's talking about or are we going to do our job and write about it i think it's at this point i think the herald article makes it seem like the latter what uh what's uh, since last we talked again you said there was more to come what what is coming more video more pictures more uh, uh, no, so just more. Uh, so that was I did part one of the story is kind of about all the money that's coming in. Part two is going to be about uh, her political connections and how she made them and whatnot because that's really the bigger part of the story, is that she is legitimized. Like she's not just another ratchet. We write about ratchets all the time, but a lot of these people are of no consequence. This woman is not. This woman is creating policy uh, in our communities uh, for like this whole police reform bill. Right. The, 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 we want to defund the police and all this that comes 
from people like Monica Cannon Grant. They are the intellectual leaders of this movement. And I think that needs to be exposed that the people who are pushing for these, you know, reforms are freaking morons. They're lunatics. They're racists. And so that's why I kind of have to establish that in the first couple of blogs. And now we talk about the influence in the later blogs. It's a good point by you, this police reform, and it sounds good. Uh, I, I, you know, we talk about packaging and sloganing and, and advertising and in and, and, and politics and the greatest uh, packaging ever done in the history of American politics is Black Lives Matter. I mean, you can't be against it, right? What, you don't think Black Lives Matter? And, you know, un- under the cloak of this benign, noble title, they're advancing Marxism. They're defunding the police. They're opening the borders. They're disrupting the nuclear family. We've gone over this many times. It doesn't matter. Most people out there still don't get it. They don't care. They still think, you know, I got to, you know, put a sign in the window, Black Lives Matter. And you say, but but they're, but they're Marxists. Oh, and, but, but Black Lives Matter. This police reform is similar in my mind. It's like, you're really against it, and we've gone over how, how some Republicans have been uh, pressured into supporting, quote, police reform. And it takes some thought, it takes some, some effort to see what is actually defined as police reform. And we've talked somewhat about qualified immunity, how crazy that is. Um, and sometimes politicians, they'll, they, they have the guts to stand up. And I can't believe I'm going to say this because I, I couldn't believe I was reading it. But Marty Walsh, the mayor of Boston, who's a total moon bat, you know, who took down the Abe Lincoln statue, who uh, thanked the rioters, the looters for destroying businesses on Newbury Street. He's against it, against the qualified, uh, removing the qualified I told immunity. You the other day. Yeah, I was right. Which I told him, like, he's not the radical. He's still freaking Marty from Dorchester. At the end of the day, yeah, he's not Lori Lightfoot. He's not Ted Wheeler or De Blasio. That's for sure. But I give him credit in this regard. Is I mean, I if you read about it, cops, if they lose this qualified immunity, that's if they do something. Again, if you're in a shootout with a with a gangbanger and the bullet hits something and reflects hits in you know hits someone innocent bystander, they could sue you for your home, you know, for your car, for your life savings. Um, and the cops are now if they're being stripped of this, they're going to need to get their own insurance policies. So they're going to have to go out and insure themselves against this kind of action. It's, it's crazy. It's just who, a way who's to, gonna, who's going to sell them insurance. That's what I want to know. I couldn't get insurance for turtle boy, Jerry. I tried it like a couple <laughs> of years ago. Nobody would sell me insurance because I'm so high risk. Who the hell would sell insurance to a cop? It's a good question. Maybe they wouldn't be able to, maybe they just live with that risk. And you know what that'll mean? They won't take any chances. They won't, you know, shoot back. You know, they won't dare. Uh, they don't dare want to end up like that. That that Garrett Rolfe in in, uh, in Atlanta, who did his job, fired back at a guy who was firing a taser at his head, and now you know he's looking at the death penalty. <laughs> you know, they're going to hesitate, and when you hesitate, uh, you know, you get hurt. It's going to be ugly. Yeah, and, yeah. and and at least Marty Walsh admits at least he's doing the right thing on this issue which is unusual for a democrat mayor yeah but then the you know unfortunately what it's going to take because the tables will turn this will come around but unfortunately the catalyst for that is going to be a cop is going to have to be killed like the michael chestnut thing when michael chestnut happened everybody supported the cops when ron tarantino was killed everybody supported the cops real quick and and i believe that one of those incidents i 
I think it was the Ron Tarantino one happened like right after. No, th- those five cops in Dallas were killed. That happened right after uh, Alton Sterling was killed. And that quickly turned it. it. But unfortunately, someone has to die in order for public opinion to be changed. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. It's probably going to happen, you know, in Chicago or Portland. And, and people are going to say, wow, you know, I guess blue lives do. Will we be allowed to say blue lives matter if that happens? Will, will that be allowed? Well, the blue. talking point is that there are no such thing as blue lives, Jerry, because you get to go home and take your uniform off, and black people do not have that option. Right. Okay. Uh, so when you're wearing that uniform, you know, people can throw things at you and spit on you, and eh, it's free speech. It's disgusting. If someone asked you a month ago or six weeks ago, said, do you think that it would be good public policy to defund the police? What would you say six weeks ago? Oh, that would be incredibly unpopular. You'd say, that's unpopular. insane. What are you talking about? I mean, why would you defund the police? We need police more than ever. You know, there's this violence, there's unrest in our cities. These cops are putting their lives on the line. They're doing an amazing job in some places, including the biggest city in America, New York. Six weeks later, crime is through the roof, violent crime, you know, shootings, murders. And yet it's a viable political position to say, Abolish as as AOC, you know, the leader of the Democrat Party has said she's not talking about cutting funding. She's talking about eliminating the police. Keith Ellison, the radical attorney general of Minnesota, who has many credible uh, accusations of domestic abuse against him, says he wants to send social workers to investigate rape, rape claims, not cops, social workers. And, by the way, domestic abuse. You imagine social workers going to a domestic abuse call at, at midnight in some city, some crazy drunken guy's beating up his wife and kid, and a guy you know, with a briefcase and a clipboard or a woman is going to knock on the door and say, I think we should have a conversation. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Forget cops getting killed. That's going to happen. But these social workers that AOC and Keith Ellison and, and, and the rest of them want to send to violent scenes, situations, they're going to get shot. They're going to get beaten. You know, they're going to get killed. Then what? Does that so seem- then the tables turn. I mean, th- like, think about who is controlling public opinion right now. The sway people. It's the white suburban women that, you know, for the first time, they're like, oh, yeah, I put a sign in my yard. See, I care, blah, blah, blah. And that's now. But the second a cop in their town gets assassinated, they will quickly change because that's how they are. They're, these are not smart, well-thought-out people. They go with whatever's in the news lately. That becomes their new cause du jour, and they will come back. That's what's going to happen. But unfortunately, like I said, a police officer around here is going to have to be killed first. Right, and it's, again, six weeks ago, you could ask, I don't know, the craziest left-wing, like Liz Warren or somebody, say, you think we should eliminate cops? And she say, no, that's ridiculous. And now somehow it's viable. <laughs> like... How do we get to this? How do we get to this point where this, you know, thirty-year-old, thirty-year-old former bartender, uh, BU grad, dumb as a rock, is now the leader of this movement of, I don't know, fifty, sixty million people who say, cops bad. You know, Antifa good, cops bad. It just seems like such a leap that we made in the last six weeks. It's 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 just madness, but. Um, Can I, go, I, I don't know. Maybe I was tweeting back at Blind Mike's penis on Twitter, and I missed it. <laughs> oh, but uh, did, when you when you were talking about Monica Cannon Grant, did you mention how it would be insanely 
uh, maybe hypocritical is not the word, but if if the Globe doesn't cover that Rachel Rollins has come out and denounced, I mean, point. because they cover every move that Rachel Rollins makes, right. every, every outlet here, WGBH, BUR, Globe, whatever, if they don't cover a story like that, that is asinine. That, that I mean, obviously the it's story- a good point. Rachel Rollins, if you don't know, is a DA, one of these Soros crazy left-wing DAs yes, who doesn't believe in bail. Um, but she does one thing. She she fights. You know, she'll go on with Howie Carr. She'll, yeah. She'll, we, you know, we should, we should get her on. And she, she would come she, on yeah. the show. She, would definitely. she really would. I got um, no doubt in my mind. She, she would totally, no totally denounced uh, your girl, Monica Cannon Grant. right under the bus. It was great. I mean, think about that. That has to be somewhat personal. Or like, you know, riding white penis is literally how Rachel Rollins was conceived. <laughs> Like, how could she not like a little bit of issue with that? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> like her father's white, so that's but, I you know. As as Jason Whitlock points out, some of the most radical, outspoken, active, you know, activists, black activists, are mixed race, and I'm not sure why it matters. But like Sean King, Sean King's not mixed race; he's white. You know, <laughs> and but he and he points out like Kaepernick. Uh, Whitlock wrote a whole column on, on like the. I don't know if it's they're trying to to prove something, but he went through the list of activists and and agitators and how many of them are, you know, like mixed race. It was kind of strange. But are those people going to chime in on, I guess she's not gone national yet, but they can't really support someone who who accuses her opponent of riding Weiss Venus as as if it's a bad thing. The great part about Monica Cannon Grant is she's not going to apologize. It's not who she is. Like if she apologized, they would all accept it and move on. Like, Oh, she apologized. We good. She's a good lefty. She said, she's sorry, blah, blah, blah. But she's not going to do that. Even in she, she keeps posting about how she's the victim. Uh, You're attacking black women. You're attacking this and that. It's like, and that's not going to play when you're doing that to another black woman. Well, you had some other good stuff this week, and I want to get to it because there's, there's nothing better than, as you know, exposing frauds in the clergy, frauds, you know, f- men of the cloth who are really not, as I like to point out, who really don't believe in God. They're just pretending. But we'll get to yeah. that. We'll get to Turtle Boys. Can we talk story. about Sage Steel at some point, too? Yes, I want to talk about Sage Steel, and I have an exercise. Uh, I got a little game to play with Cullen, and I can try to do it with Turtle Boy, but he's remote. Uh, Cullen and I are in uh, downtown Boston today in the rain in the Legacy Club, which hasn't changed yeah, much. Hasn't, no. They got rid of the peanuts. I like the idea of this game, by the way. I, I mean, I'd rather do it in private, they, personally, but uh, they, <laughs> if you want to join in, that's fine. They, uh, all right, you know, I'm going to give it to you right now before I do, Shay. I'm going to give it to you. Here's, what, here's the game, Turtle Boy. I don't know if you're ready for this. But I still get Sports Illustrated. I think I paid in advance like two years, so I have... Uh, it still comes, even though it's it sucks most of the time. Um, this was the big issue. It used to be a big deal in the old days. The swimsuit issue came the other day. On the cover are three women, Kate Bach, Jasmine Sanders, and the lovely Olivia Culpo, the most beautiful woman in the world. She looks spectacular. I'm just looking at her right now. Calm down over there. Um, and there are, I, I'm going to guess how many women are featured in this issue. There's a little picture of all of them at the beginning. I'd say there's uh, 10, 20, 40, 40 women, 35, 40 women featured in this ep- uh, in this issue, right? Yeah. Here's your game. They're very diverse. I'm telling you, there's a plus size, at least one plus size model. There's a very muscular, big boned model. There's a Muslim woman who's totally covered up. It's not. Ah. A, she's covered from head to toe. 
She's got long sleeves and long pants, uh, not just a uh, head covering. They're, it is extremely diverse. This is the first time, I'm just going to tell you the, the exercise here, that a transgender model, swimsuit model, is included. <laughs> so, Post-op or pre-op? Uh, um, 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 I didn't ask. It's a good question. distinction. Um, I guess it, I don't know. I guess post-op. Because I would assume it would be hard to hide. if it She's was in a bikini, although she is, uh, you know, they could do things like that. You know, the ones that don't have like big breasts, they have them posed to make them look bigger and that kind of thing. Yeah. Because some. Pull a Ray Finkel if you want or his, a Titanic. Here's his what I'm going to do. There's a couple of fatties. That is amazing. Look at how fat this one yeah, is. They're plus size. Plus, plus I'm sorry, size. plus size. Plus size. A little uh, Lane Bryant action going on, <laughs> which is beautiful, by the way. I'm, I'm all for it. Yes. I am going to give this this issue to Dave Cullinan right now. He's going to have like the next two or three minutes to try That's about a, all it'll take to try and identify the transgender model. Do you think he can do it? I trust uh, myself. I think he's going like, to. Do you have to identify or say which ones he thinks is the hottest? I think that'd be more fun. No, I have to. I have to identify. Well, I already identified yeah. mine. This, yeah, this Culpo Olivia. is this no, Olivia. Somebody in the oh. comments is saying Culpo's overrated. You oh. are a maniac. Oh. You're a oh. maniac of an individual. Christian McCaffrey is the man. I mean, I'm telling you, she looks That's spectacular. His That's yes. his girl, yeah. There's uh, there's plenty that are smoking. No, you know, tens. There's plenty, including all three on the cover. But anyway, I couldn't do it. Can I just say I failed? Okay. I tried, and I thought I knew. And yeah. you'll you'll probably agree with me. There's one that looks like very muscular and manly okay it's not her i'm just going to give you a hint it's not her it's okay. someone else so right. here we go all right cool. see if dave can identify the transgender model in the swimsuit issue while i tell you about jay concrete i wish you could play a long turtle what you don't get the magazine i don't know i'm i'm a i was born after 19 you know 74 so well, I, I used to i used to work there so i felt loyalty to it for yeah. a few years and and it used to you know it used to be a good read now it's kind of hmm, not so much but anyway this is for you homeowners and home builders. Did you know my brother-in-law, Greg, has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you knew that. I've told you about it for years. There's a good reason I've told you about it, because it's true. These guys are the best. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old stair in an old home, you're just trying to improve your old home, Shea has great values with designs for your home. Available in concrete or customized with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance to your home. You want to invest in that home? You want to improve that home? This is the way to do it. They don't even come in and bother you. You can stay inside with the AC cranked. Let them do all the work. In most cases, they can remove your old stairs and have you walking up your brand new front steps within hours. Just like that, you look at your home and it's worth more. It's more beautiful. It's a better home. It is upgraded. With the front steps. Learn more about Shay's precast concrete steps at shayconcrete.com. And you know what else you can do there? You can look for a job. If you're one of the people who has been affected by the uh, the draconian measures of Charlie Baker or other governors around uh, New England, maybe you need a job. Here's the place to look. Shea Concrete. You can go to the website. You can see the hiring CDL drivers. They're hiring people at all four of their plants. Uh, you can call them. You can stop in. Or you can look online. Or just send your resume to jobs at shakeconcrete.com. That's jobs at shakeconcrete.com. All right, before we get to Turtle Boy's other scoop of the week, yeah, I think you got two more, right? You got two more 
people that I've you have totally exposed. Groups. You know who's in the comments right now is Rayla, the the woman running against uh, Ayanna Presley, the target of Monica Cannon Grant's video. Oh, she's in the comments. I, reached well, out, I, I was I was a big fan of Rayla's until I found out you know she rode white penis. That's that's a game changer. That's yeah, not game changer. Game All right. changer. Before we get to Rayla, did you have no idea? Do you? This is tough. I'm. Can I? Uh, I can I just tell you? Is it, it predictable I've, though? It like, is, is not it, really. Did, I know. Did you see the one that I thought it was? She's, uh, uh, let me show you. This Come one, here. I'm assuming that uh, one right there. Uh, I was going to mark if that's that. Her. You can mark it. I don't care. But check that one out right there. Oh, I I didn't look in the. She looks like friggin' linebacker. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, she looks like Zach Thomas. You know, right. the neck and the muscles. And I said that's got to be her. It's I'm not going top left. Top, top left. left. So I don't. Right. I didn't see any other pages. I just used. That. I just used that. Uh, I'll look at the bigger photo of her. This is mind-boggling. You could never get this. Her name. I'm going to hold it up to the camera. Turtle boy. There she is. Her okay, name. There. You have no chance. Oh, hold on. Let you. me put you on. Let me put you on um, widescreen because you're yeah. widescreen. There yeah. she is. See, her name yep, is. I... Her name is Valentina Sampio. It is definitely post-op, by the way. And she says, the first job I had, they canceled the shoot because they felt I wasn't a good match for the brand just because I was trans. I felt so sad and I felt wrong. I had to have a little time to connect with my inner strength. I thought, I have a chance to fight, not just for myself, but for every person like me that faces prejudice and discrimination. Check that person out. That's her Valentine. That's it. really. She's wow. she looks spectacular. Where, where's the other one? Where's her? Let me just see. She is not. That's not the one I picked. Me either. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, you know, if I, I guess, I guess uh, they found they found a good one. If they wanted to look, make her look good in a bathing suit, because she does. Certainly did. She does she does? Wow, there's a lot of attractive women in this, huh? That's yeah. Not a it's shocker. weird how that yeah, works. I know. That's weird how that. Coppola works. does have some competition. So somebody sure, sure in the comments. This is gonna be Murchison. Content right here. This yeah, is be well, I, I think she's one. I think it's wonderful. What are you yeah. talking about? Oh, yeah, I mean, they said she's hot. I mean, they're wanting over. She's definitely I mean, hot. Definitely- uh, I, I, you don't think so? What is wrong with you, Turtle Boy? It's just something. I mean, in the back of my head, I can't do it. I never, you know. You know I what I think? I think it's outrageous. She's not on the cover next year. She's going to be on the cover. Valent. What I say her name was Valentino Sempitino or something. Sam. If you want to prove that you're woke, you have to admit to, you know, pleasuring yourself to that magazine. That's the only way to, I mean, that's the ultimate way to prove woke. Merchants and woke prove that. See, I, it's, it's too easy for kids these days, you know? All they got to do it is, is not fair, log right? on. Um, but what was her name again? I'll find her. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Look at this plus size. There's a few plus sizes. This chick uh, is two, this later. chick is two bills. No question, right there. Two bills. <laughs> She's in a bathing suit, and I guess some people are into that. Hey, listen. Um, and, you know, some of them, it's just a good mix. That's what I think, Turtle Boy. It's a good mix. I celebrate diversity. And there is. this is a very diverse issue, swimsuit issue. There's another one. There's like two or three really large women. Yeah, you're going all in on this. Do you want to go to the next thing or what? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> how long are we going to talk about this? Dude, maybe, we can, maybe we'll end the show and then we'll keep the stream up. I'm just up getting her name straight. Valentina Sampaio. Okay. 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 Tell me about the latest clergyman, man of the cloth, that you were expo- that you exposed, Turtle Boy, oh, on your blog. The bishop. The, the bishop. bishop. Western man. He's, he's That's the big Western time. Man. You exposed the bishop. 
Yeah, but but he's I mean he's from Massachusetts, Western Mass, Springfield. He kind of runs the NAACP out there. But I would argue he's somewhat of a national figure. He's what we call a Trump reply guy. He's the guy that gets notifications every time Trump tweets, so he can be like the first blue check mark to respond. Uh-huh. Like, Screw you, you bigot, and then bring up you know you know the Trump reply guys. There's like five of them. They do it every single time. Right. You know their faces on Twitter. He's one of those, and he's decided uh, he, he's had quite a grift going out there for quite some time. Uh, he is you know, kind of become the face of the legitimate Black Lives Matter organization out there. He he gets meetings with the mayor, the city councilor. He has a lot of political influence. Well, it turns out this guy who on Twitter is he's a man of the cloth, but he does a lot of potty words and, you know, calls people a lot of mean names that Jesus would not approve of. Uh, it turns out that he has some character flaws himself that we've exposed. And it's all right on the registry of deeds website because he has a bunch of liens on him. Because as it turns out, Jerry, he decided to, uh, you know, make a couple children and never <laughs> take care of them. He owed over oh. $81,000 in child support. So there's a bishop and a Christian man, a good Christian man, good Christian who man. doesn't support his own children. Yes, the older ones. He, he, he gave the end of, you know, first couple swing and a miss. How many, how many, how many children does the bishop have? Uh, like, it looks like he's got five that are stuck around with. The first two were just, I guess, test drives. I don't know what they were, but the one, they're probably like 30 years old by now. We should get them on the show. If you're out there, you know, Bishop uh, Swan's illegitimate children, feel free to give us a call. Uh, but he decided he's not going to pay for the child support, but yet he's online. If you, if, you know, if you search for his name in Deadbeat, he just talk, he just shits on people all the time. Deadbeat, calling Trump a deadbeat. All these people are deadbeats. He wants, you know, he's constantly telling Trump to show his taxes. Yet this guy is clearly evading taxes because he's on welfare, we found out. He's collecting, you know, he's on government assistance, driving around in a Mercedes and a BMW. He is really? literally just, I mean, he, there's a picture of him with Al Sharpton because that's clearly his mentor. I mean, these people have figured it out. I mean, kind of respect him for it because they realize <laughs> you that, respect the hustle. Can, yeah, you can monetize white guilt. It's it's there's money to be made. This is America, right? It's capitalism. Well, the the other day, and and I was thinking about this, talking to someone else off the show about the people in the suburbs who send money to uh, Monica Cannon Grant. These guilty white suburban uh, women, rich women, who send payments like their own private reparations to black women in the city. <laughs> Including Monica Cannon Grant, who uh, they're scared. <laughs> and they're scared of Bishop Swan. They, they don't want Jerry. People are afraid to be called racist. You and I have been called racist so many times; it means nothing at this point. So we're good. We have our vaccine. But to a lot of people, you know, the first cut is it, it hurts. They don't want to be called it, and they will do anything they can to avoid be- that. It is amazing. Point. We played the sound the other day. We talked about it with uh, Michael Felger, who criticize who admitted he's afraid to criticize cam newton mm. because he's always said he was always critical of players but now he's afraid because he's going to be called racist to be criticized as cam newton which is i mean you gotta be able to handle that you know that's the job that's you gotta be able to handle it if if, if there's a legitimate reason to criticize him and there i mean what if he shows up in the most ridiculous outfit you're going to criticize you're not going to criticize him because you'd be called you would if it were Brady or if it were you know, a white guy, but you're not going to do it because he's black. That's what you call the soft bigotry of low expectations. That's a guy who is actually doing something racist, treating the two people differently because of race. Correct? 
That's absolutely if what that Bishop, is. Bishop, what's right. his name again? Bishop Talbot? Bishop Talbot Swan. Talbot Swan. If he were white, you would unload on him just like you did you know, because he's black. And, and no one would say a word. They'd all applaud you. You know, but he's immunized because he's he's black and he's a friend of Shopton's and he thinks anybody, not just you, anybody who criticizes him for not supporting his own children, he can immediately label them. And most people, or not most, many, many white people live in fear of being labeled or being attacked by a guy like this. He's probably done it so many times. It's just second nature. He just literally got this bar owner in Springfield to bullied him. Essentially, they have a a sign outside of their bar that says like no gang colors and do rags and stuff like that. He decided that this was racist, of course. Oh right. And he put it, you know, shared it on Twitter, attacked this bar, and he literally not only did he get the bar owner to take it down, recognize that systemic racism is real and all that stuff. He also shook him down for sixty five hundred dollars <laughs> to paint paints to write Black Lives Matter on the streets of Springfield. I mean, that's a hustle right there. That's good. That's <laughs> hold on, hold on. So the guy had uh, a sign saying he did because he didn't want gang guys coming in his bar, so he said no yep. gang colors, essentially. Yep. Yes. And uh, Reverend Talbot decided that was racist, yes. which I could see. How did he get the? So how, where does the sixty grand come in? So uh, he, you know, writes on Twitter, shares to his followers that this racist bar is, you know, he's like, this might as well say no N words allowed, blah, blah, blah. And he gets a couple city councilors there because they've, there are legitimate members of gangs, Latin Kings. And I've exposed them sitting on the Springfield city council. You think Boston is bad? Check out Springfield. And so these people, they all go down there and they, they have a protest in front of this guy's bar. And he doesn't know what the hell to do. He's a coward, obviously, and he gives in to them. He agrees, oh, I will take that sign down, and I'm so sorry, and systemic racism is real and all this stuff. And Talbert Swan says, that's nice, but that's not good enough. We need you to make this right financially, so please do something. So, oh, how about I pay for the Black Lives mural on, on the ground? We'll, we'll pay for the paint for that. Okay, cool, $6,500 done. So that's how he shook him down for that. Jesus. That's basically reparations. Well, shame on the damn yeah, what a coward. That's what I said. What that's, a coward. That's pathetic. That's embarrassing. But um, and you can read that. Bar too. Like, they don't like this bar because there was an incident there a few years ago in which some cops there, I guess, uh, roughed up some other, you know, some, I guess, a black guy. Uh, and it's been in the news and stuff like that in Western Massachusetts. But that is why they went after this place because that is the bar where that happened at. But I get, tell you one thing. Cops aren't going to go there anymore. Now this guy just did this. Right, right. Get well, go broke. You can read about uh, Reverend Talbot, little uh, Al Sharpton wannabe on TV Daily News. A couple things. A couple things. One, did you, I don't know if you guys saw it, we didn't talk about it. Did you see this story uh, with George Stephanopoulos' wife? Yeah, Mindy Robinson, my girl, broke that story. Uh, who's Mindy Robinson? Uh, she's a Fall River native that moved uh, to Nevada. Big boobs and a gun on Twitter, blue check mark. <laughs> you don't follow Mindy? I've seen her, but I didn't know she was your girl. Oh, she's a local girl. Yeah, she's this, a girl. This writer. is remarkable to me. I don't know why. But George Stepanos' wife says she would watch porn with their daughters. She wants to watch porn with their daughters. And I'm thinking this might be some crazy, you know, kinky, liberal, open-minded. Fi- the kids are 15 and 17. She would watch porn yes, or she, wants she, to watch she, porn? Um, I'll, I'll give you the exact quote. She, you know, obviously she says it, it helps to teach them about sex and everything. Um she says she has a lot of issues with how we were raising these generation of children because we, because we grew up without social media. For us children, 
And us as parents are guinea pigs. You know what I mean? I don't know what to say about don't use your phone, use your phone, blah, blah, blah. Uh, where do we get to the pornography part? Um, uh, the part where she said watches porn with her kids. It's the good part. It, okay, right. I'm, I'm looking for it. She says, George Semelov's wife revealed that she's perfectly willing to teach her teenage daughters about sex by watching porn with them. Now, what porn would you watch with your child? Would yeah, you that seems like a strange. Teach them? Yeah, I think there are, there are other ways to teach your kids about sex. She I would says, assume. porn is performative rather than realistic. She said, in porn, women have been conditioned to look and act a certain way. They're performing, and it's dangerous to have boys see this as something women want. You can't stop them. So I would watch it with them. I would look at the porn with them and say, they're just performing. Okay, that's fine. I would hope that they wouldn't watch porn and say, you know, that's how it's done. You know, that's how I want to do it. It's not the worst argument. No, no, but would you watch it with your child? That's insane. That's no. sick. No, but it's not from her pers- I was thinking a little bit more crazy and dirty, and but that's that's actually not the worst argument because they are acting. Well, I, mean, I got to text my girl Brandy Love. Maybe she'll comment on this. <laughs> I'm going to text her. Hold on. Well, I think most people know the, a couple things that, you know, you, you don't have to be, you know, 15 to know it's never going to quite last that long, you know? You know, you watch your porn for like a yeah, half an hour. Yeah, yeah, like don't, don't, don't think this is how it's going to go. It's going to be a lot <laughs> quicker than this, honey. Okay. And um, if you're a guy, you're going to meet lots of women, perhaps you know, fall yeah. in love, and they're not going to do those things that Brandy yes. does. She, exactly, like they're probably she's not, not going to be that excited about you. <laughs> so, so I would say, yeah, every time you know, there's. <laughs> have you seen the movie? Is it Clute, where Jane Fonda's uh, a call girl or a hooker, and she's. The guy's wailing away, and she's looking at her watch. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, more. That? That's more so, realistic. Yeah. So what? Are, oh, that's called scissoring. Okay. That's a beautiful <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? How does that work? Did she narrate it? I can't think of anything worse. Anything worse than the idea of watching that with your child. Yeah, that's strange. And I mean, the thought of I can't even the, the thought of my son. Or done. watching it is disgusting. Yeah. My mom pulled me out of school I'm, to I'm, watch it. I, could, I never saw the Birds and Bees video at school. She wouldn't let me watch it. So, But I can't imagine sitting on the couch and do watching it. Do you remember Minahan on his podcast had Matt Walsh? He had, you know, Matt Walsh, who's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's a Daily, he uh, like daily yeah. Wire guy, and he's really good. He's really thoughtful and smart, and, you know, he's a good fo- – anyway, Walsh wants to ban porn, which seems yeah. extreme, and I'm not that extreme, but I do think – He's right about one thing. It's way too freaking easy for a 15-year-old boy to watch the most hardcore stuff there is. That you can't tell me if you if you logged on to YouPorn. I've heard this. I mean, and seen some of the stuff that you can watch for free at any moment of any day. That you go on Google and just literally Google image stuff. You know, it's way too easy for a 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old boy to just see the most hardcore shit. That they think, I don't want to say that they think that's going to life is going to be like that, but they're thinking, you know, I can do that. I can do that. You know what, kid? You probably can't. There's not many women out there who are going to want to do the stuff you're you're watching. You yeah, know? life is not every woman is into you know 
we even say these things. I don't know who's broadcasting. <laughs> it's just, I mean, if these so, if these social media platforms aren't stopping the kids from like you you made a joke about the other day. If you don't follow Brandy Love, you're missing out on some good material. I, I can't believe that they allow her to post some of those it is amazing. It is remarkable. On they just took down like a thousand accounts. I'm sure you followed it yep. last night. Uh, a Quinn, uh, uh, uh meter, uh, meter. Reamer's going to be really disappointed because QAnon. Oh, right. I don't even understand QAnon. But they took down a, hundreds of QAnon Twitter accounts, which I, you know, I'm not surprised. Twitter's out of control. The police, but they allow not just, you know, Louis Farrakhan, and they allow, you know, like Iranian radicals on Twitter, but they allow Brandy Love to do whatever she wants. Yeah, and I'm all for free speech, and I'm all for Brandy Love because she's a good right winger. She does a lot of political stuff. That's why I follow her. Yep. for the political stuff. But of you course, click course, on and you say, so there's a 15-year-old kid who's sitting in math class right now with his phone watching Brandy Love do that? It just seems too easy. Matt Walsh has a point. It is wait. I'm not saying I want to ban it, but this seems to yeah, be... Yeah, but it's on the parents. The parents be can a, control that. It is not on the parents. Why? How can you control... I just said a 15-year-old kid's... On you the can, bus. You can, can't you go to the phone? Somehow you can create some kind of parental feature to block out that type of website. You can? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, no? Yeah, like I said, the way around I, is You, you know me. I, I'm not that... Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's a pain that. in the ass. Don't give me... And I bet mo- the majority of people would never do it. About Twitter. They can just go on Twitter yeah. and see all this That's stuff. right. Yeah. You definitely can't do anything about Twitter. They have to... So, so we all agree, well, we don't want to you know, make new laws. and uh, you know, We all agree it's way too friggin' easy. Oh, yeah. yeah I used to have to when I was a kid. I was downloading like the largest video files known to man. Like they would, now, you can download a video in two seconds. It would take me like literally twelve hours See, to download this, porn. This swimsuit issue. You're this younger be- than me, Dave. We didn't do that. Like back in my day, how you got porn is you found the shady guy in school. You gave him eight dollars for the Jenny McCarthy Playboy for the magazine, and then it was delivered to you the next day. And then you hit it. Like there was no. Yeah. I, internet porn was not big until I got to college. Yeah, no. Well, when I was, we went to this place in Lowell called Towers News, and they had booths. You went in the booths, you put fifty cents, <laughs> and there was a porn. But the problem Never is, enough. the problem is, you it'd be like six guys would all jam in the booth. Oh, I remember Christ. one time uh, we did it, and my friend, as a joke, uh, oh, oh, a joke, right? As a joke, <laughs> put the gay porn on. It was like, oh, yeah. and we were Hilarious. like, what the <laughs> hell? And it was freak. I mean, it we seems like it suited the movie. You know, like half hour later, I said, "Enough of this! I can't watch anymore." <laughs> but see, this magazine and actually. You, you and your friends did jokes at the the. You know, was that in between the priest tickling you? Um, That's right. I already told you. I the priest had no interest in me, and it gave oh, me it gave me a real inferiority complex. I mean, I thought I had kind of a nice, you know, body. Priest never went near me. It was really kind of. And neither did the Red Sox, Jerry. But <laughs> neither neither did any of the Red Sox clubhouse tenants. They had no interest. It, it really hurt my self-esteem. But Jerry. when I was a kid, this was it. Magazines. Not even this magazine, but you, you were lucky to get a Playboy. You were lucky to get a Penthouse. Now they go like this with their phone. Boom, boom, boom. And they got the most hardcore stuff you could get. So. We're all dead set against that, right, guys? Yes. Yeah, it's porn and kids, bad mix, bad mix against it. Porn and kids, bad mix. All right, anything else, Colin? Do, do no, we didn't talk. Now it's too long. We didn't talk Sage Steel. Maybe we'll save that, save that That's for tomorrow. Right. Sage Steel. Yeah, I just like that story. Because yeah, well, that, was that involves Ellie Duncan, who was on her high horse with Dale and Keith recently, right. and now she's blocking a black anchor from ESPN to discuss... Uh, social issues. Sage Steele is also. so spectacular. She's she's yeah, as hot so as anyone cool. in this magazine. I stalked her at the Super Bowl. She didn't know it. I was like hiding in 
the lo- hotel lobby just to see her walk by. She was she is spectacular, but she's also a, a military brat and I believe a Christian. So they hate that at ESPN. She's obviously a, yeah, they hate that. She's obviously a minority, which is the most important thing at ESPN. But she doesn't hate the president, which is almost a disqualifier if you work at ESPN and you don't hate everything about the president of the United States. So she is a bit of a pariah. Whitlock was on Laura Ingram last night talking about this. He really yep. likes her. And he knows that she's not, you know, she's, she, she's not accepted in yep. with the inner circle at ESPN. But she has never... She, she believes in God. But she's believe. never flat out said, like, I don't believe in what Colin Kaepernick is doing. I know she's made comments, whether it was on the Dan Patrick show and other shows, but she hasn't flat out said that. She just said... On ESPN, people want to watch sports. They don't. Her you, quote you, was, "They don't do, want to watch us." Do you know talk what her biggest? You know what her biggest crime was? Her biggest sin when they were protesting was, I believe, it was after Charlottesville, yep. and it was you know one of these Black Lives Matter mobs, and they were in the airport and they were blocking people from like getting their bags, and so you had like senior citizens trying to get their bags and get to a, like a connecting flight or catch a, uh, you know, uh, uh, get to where they're going. She criticized those people, and Dan Lebertard would have none of that because obviously Dan Lebertard is a good, crazy liberal, which is why he is always going to have a, a job at ESPN. He criticized her because she felt bad for the old folks that couldn't get to their flight because mm-hmm. these radical protesters were blocking the blocking the entrance. It, I mean, that's that's the level of you know insanity at ESPN that you can't you can't take the side of some poor old lady who can't get to her flight. But anyway. We love you, Sage Steele. You but for her we to, always have your back. Do you think she's trying to angle to get out of there and get a deal with like Fox Sports or something like that? Probably. She could yeah. probably write That'd her be a own smart ticket. Move. She's so a smart move. She's so It'll happen eventually. easy on the eyes. But uh, we're with you, Sage, my girl Sage. But all right, Turtle Boy, you can read all that stuff we talked about at tbdailynews.com. Turtle Boy is on a roll or follow him on Twitter. Good job. We will talk to you again soon, Aiden. Uh, thanks to Shake Concrete and Allied Paving and DCU. Oh, and I got my new Raycon headphones. Yep. I'm excited. My new Raycon wireless earbuds. These things are, they, they look awesome. I've, you know, had them in the past, but these are the new ones. The new, what's this model called? I already did the re- E25s. These, there they are. I'm holding them up to the camera. Get your Raycon wireless earbuds. You will not be disappointed. All right. Thanks to, uh, to everybody for listening. We appreciate it. Um, Thanks to rating and reviewing. Good job, Cullinane. We are here. Are we coming back to Legacy Cup tomorrow? Are you? Yeah. Why not? If you're if you're up for it. Well, man. we got to see how today went. I haven't edited the show yet, so I don't know how it really sounds. No popcorn, no yeah. peanuts. Those, I guess, are uh, against the rules now with the with the virus. But the place looks good, man. Yeah. This looks good. Well, well, I don't know where we'll be tomorrow, but we will talk to you again tomorrow. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. The holidays are here, and with giftcards.com, it's easy to send the perfect gift. From gamers and foodies to fashion and beauty lovers, there's a great gift card option for everyone on your list. Or surprise them with the specially curated Holiday Favorites e-gift card. Redeemable at Lululemon, Grubhub, Ulta, Wayfair, Macy's, Lowe's, and Barnes & Noble. Your lucky loved one can pick their favorite athleisure, beauty products, home decor, and entertainment all with one convenient gift. Holiday Favorites cards are delivered near instantly via email. 
and can be used both in-store and online, making them both easy to send and spend. They contain no fees and never expire, making it a perfect gift you can't go wrong with. Start gifting today at www.giftcards.com multi. Happy holidays from giftcards.com. Are you headed back to college this fall? Amazon has part-time jobs with students in mind. With starting pay up to $20 an hour and shifts that work with your schedule, you'll be able to balance school, work, study time, and social time. So beat the fall rush and go to Amazon.com slash student jobs to start looking for a part-time job. Not only will you earn while you learn, but you'll get to add Amazon to your resume and jumpstart a career that can take you places. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.